ask you this in 2k uh did he win you titles did you win the titles yeah yeah, I won four. Okay, so he so he gave you he gave you titles <laughs> after you've been starved since Kobe won you titles, and you jettisoned him to Boston. Yeah, Fine. to get fried. You guys don't deserve LeBron at all, dude. Doing good, man. Doing very good. Uh, Matt, how about yourself? Man, I'm good. It's my first week back in the office. So I'm oh, just nice. in my office, door closed, chilling. Um, it's right. a good day. Definitely is a great day, man. We got a loaded show today, y'all. Um, this whole Oklahoma State thing that's going on with one of their top prospects is it's really crazy. And we see this a lot because, for example... Um, McClung from Georgetown, he left due to his, you know, him, him not having his his boys there. So Riley, where do you, where do you see this playing out with the whole Oklahoma State uh, basketball pro- program? I mean, it's like any other program. It sounds like they're gonna take the ban they've been given, the postseason ban they've been given for the year, and just hopefully keep it moving. Um, but the big story there is that Cade Cunningham is there, and uh, he had been signed to go there and he's a gigantic prospect out of Montverde Academy in Florida, like a powerhouse, uh, powerhouse high school program. And, uh, yeah, we're going to see how it plays out. Cause he was, he was, it was kid out of them in Kentucky, but then Oklahoma state hired his brother as a coach. Uh, as you Ooh. see sometimes with the dad so getting hired on the staff or whatever. So yeah, definitely. It'll be very interesting to see what he does now because he could go to Kentucky. I mean, you know, they'd make a scholarship for him in a heartbeat. He wanted to go there, but it also opens the door for, does he go to the G League? Um, uh, you know, like join that join that powerhouse team of kids that is already being built. He would probably be him and Jalen Green would be the two best players on that team. So definitely be interesting to see um, how that played out for them, uh, for him specifically. Also, just brings to light more and more about the idea that maybe you know, like like that kid now has to change up his plans because of something that the team did, and there's you know broken rules in the NCAA and. NCAA just being an issue when all this kid wants to do is play his one season and go to the NBA, which he should just be able to do anyways. It's basically the NCAA stumbling over itself once again and showing these players that, you know, do you really have to go through all this hassle when you could go to the G League and make money and be ready for the league the next year? Now, Matt, if you were a college prospect, fresh out of high school, would you want to go to college to play ball or would you just go to G League route? Like we've mentioned several times before. You go yeah, to the gym, think, you still get your education. So, what do you? What would you do if you were yeah. Cade Cunningham? What would you do? It 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 just depends. And this is a big deal because Cade Cunningham on NBA Draft Room, CBS, and Bleacher Report is ranked number one first pick of the draft. Mm. Uh, they compare him to a smaller Ben Simmons, but who can shoot? Um, like he he's a big boy uh, at that point guard position. He moves really well. He can shoot well, and he's real fun to play with on NBA Two K. Um, but, but yeah, I think this is, I don't know. I would, 
I've been to college. I like college. I like the atmosphere of college. Um, you know, just the going to class, the 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 school activities. But you also got to think of how much has coronavirus damaged a lot of those school activities. Uh, so I don't know. It can go either way. The trend right now is, I mean, he's he's the number one prospect. It's looking like for the NBA draft. Maybe you do just go to the G League. Because if you're him, like, what do you, like, if you go to college, like, you're going to be playing against people that you know full well and no one's better than you. You know, he he's, he's one of those rare top guys where he steps on the floor. He knows he can dominate everyone on the floor. And, of course, you have to prove that. But if you're him, why would you not just go to the G League, practice with kids, and play with kids on your team that are also that extremely high level, and then get to play against actual pros? You know, so like really push yourself, you know, because it's certain players. It's like, of course, you go to college because, you know, you're not NBA ready yet. You know, some guys need that development just uh, from a maturity standpoint. You know, then you go to school and just to that structure. It's great. But this kind of kid, especially when you're this highly ranked, like if I'm him, I go straight to the G League and don't even think about it. Get your money and then be able to play against the top thing. Because if you're that if you're that talented, like you're going to the NBA. So it's like, yeah. like, no matter what you do, you're going. So it's like, you might as well make some money along the way. Um, and besides, he can go back to college at any point, you know, exactly. especially if you're a high level prospect like that. Any point, if you want to go to a college, you pick the school. And if you and if you're a name like that, they'll let you come. <laughs> you know, that they will they will let you let you uh, let you uh, be there. Yeah, obviously, his big focus is, is work on his game, work on his weaknesses, get learn from. Uh, professionals as best he can and, and focus on not getting hurt. Definitely. Well, that's crucial. That's crucial. But I do, I do think, you know, you know, we've, we've been around long enough to see how the, you know, college basketball aspect work. We look at people like KG, LeBron, those that didn't go to college, you have the option now of going to college or, and like you said, enrolling into this G league program and dictating your own future. Because, like you guys are saying, sometimes some of these players don't need to play in college because they're going to run through the competition. You know, like you said, uh, Riley, work on your game, make you some money, and then you can always go back to college. Look at Allen Iverson, look at Ben Simmons. A lot of these guys went back to college, you know, to take courses. So if I'm him, I definitely will look into that G League route. Now, Mikey Williams, this whole HBCU talk. I, I love Mikey Williams. I think it's a great idea. Yeah, I think it's good to put that pressure on the NCAA again. You know what I mean? And, and let them know, like, hey, these blue blood programs that you guys covet so much, the, you know, he understands that kid at that age understands that the players make those programs. The coaches don't make those programs. The, you know, the school doesn't create those programs. It's the players. No, a program is nothing until talented players come through and they start winning. Right, even or if, even if they have a team that wins, of course, if you win, that's great. But you need players to win, and these kids are understanding that. And they understand the power that they hold and the money that they represent, and the statement that he could make. You know, and I hope, and it's tough because he has a couple years now to think through all these things, and maybe at that point, you know, the um, he can just go straight to the NBA at that point. Maybe the G League route uh, fits him better. But the fact that he's encouraging people, encouraging kids to take those visits and have them on their final top threes, top fives to let people know that they're serious, you know, cause it's not just, I, I think it's more so less about him and more about the statement he's trying to make to all the other kids that, you know, so he said, the kid said, he's like, if you're good enough 
to go to the NBA, no matter where you go, they'll find you. If you have the talent, they will find you. So it doesn't matter where you go. So if you're going to go to that year of school, if you go to an HBCU, then you're doing a service to your community by, uh, you know, by giving that money that you're going to generate to a uh, to a black university as opposed to one of these blue blood blue blood uh, places the NCAA covets that don't even care about you. Yeah, Mikey Williams has the talent. Um, I, I was living when I was living in San Diego. I was ten minutes away from him as he was in San Ysidro, um, and this guy can ball. Um, in eighth grade, seventh eighth grade, this guy was talked about at all the schools. Um, now he's going into his sophomore year. I think he put up. I can't remember. I think he put up this year 50 or 70 points. Um, one, I think it was 70, actually. Uh, but this guy is a baller. Whatever school he goes to, um, he is going to bring a lot of money and resources to them. Definitely. It's going to be interesting to see where he ends up. I mean, when you look at some of the HBCUs, my, Matt and Riley, what are some that come to mind? Um... It's been a while, huh? <laughs> it's been a minute. Um, no, Howard's up there. Florida a ts in there. Oh, wow. Yeah, so to be really honest, I mean, it's a little ignorance on my end, but I don't know, like, a lot of HBCUs off the top, especially ones that have – that would be, like, ones you want to go to to play basketball. Oh, here's you know, like here's more powerhouse ones. Texas Southern is one of oh, yeah. them. Yep. And again, I had to I had to Google this. I don't I don't know a ton off oh, the top fine. of my head to be honest. NC Central is one of them. Uh, the one that instantly came to my head was Howard, um, Norfolk State, uh, North That's Carolina, North Carolina A and T, and Howard. Those are the those are the five kind of bigger college basketball opportunities um, at an HBCU school. Oh, Morehouse. That's interesting too. Now, this just came through as we were talking, guys. Las Vegas Aces announced that Kelsey Plum had successful surgery today on her left Achilles tendon. And will oh, she her Achilles? Yes. Oh, dude. That is that is crazy. Oh, that sucks, man. I have a lot of love for Kelsey Plum. She's obviously at a UW. Um, watched her take them to the Final Four. It's a big deal. They were... Such a good team, and she's such an amazing scorer, men or women. She's an amazing scorer, uh, and that really sucks. That always sucks to see somebody blow an Achilles because it's such a such a precarious injury. You're never really sure the, uh, how like lasting the damage is going to be. Hopefully, she's getting the you know she's getting the um, she's going to recover quick and come back strong because that is a huge blow to the Aces. Who honestly, I mean, we've been talking a lot about the WNBA uh, arms race that we've seen with these teams stacking talent, stacking four or five talented players very talented players in their teams and kelsey plum was a huge piece of what the aces are gonna we're gonna do so especially from the guard position so that's that's a huge loss matt how you feel about it yeah uh i'm a little ignorant when it comes to women's hoops i just don't know a ton a ton i'll just be honest riley knows much much more than i do um but just a, a quick little research into her she is a great player and that's a huge huge loss it's definitely a huge loss, especially for the Aces, because she was kind of like the third scorer. You know, you had Aja Wilson and Liz Cambage, who I'm not going to say nothing else because, you know, a lot of people fight over her. <laughs> you know, the as they should. The as they should. Yeah, yeah. As far as from their guard position, she was – Kelsey Plum is 
uh, very key. I mean, if Kelsey Plum is your third scorer, is your third, your third option, you're yeah. a hell of a team. So that's uh, yeah, that's a that's a huge bummer, huge bummer. So now we just have to wait and see who's going to be that third option for them because you know we have other teams, you know the Storm, the Sparks, the well I can't say the Lynx. Well, yeah, I don't no not the Lynx because Maya Moore's not playing this year, but the the Mercury. So. Thoughts and prayers is with Kelsey Plum, and uh, hopefully she will come back next season and as herself. Speaking of injuries, guys, LaMarcus Aldrich, I did not see this coming. He's out for the season. That will be returning. That is a huge loss for the Spurs. Big loss right there. We might as well just, like, write them off out, you know, write them out of whatever we thought they were going to do because – I don't see who's going to come in and uh, be productive for them. Well, as productive as LaMarcus Aldridge was. Yeah, I don't know about as productive, but do the Spurs become a candidate to go for DeMarcus Cousins? I mean, you can. I mean, I I think that's your only option to fight for for a spot. I mean, Pau Gasol, I don't know. DeMarcus Cousins seems like the best option available. If you're yeah, gonna give it, I'm, give it a shot. I'm just so hesitant on Demarcus Cousins for everybody. Like, huge guy, Achilles injury, leg injuries. Like, a lot of what his game was predicated on is that at his size, he had such good, quick footwork and was able. He had the power, obviously, but he was real quick on his feet for that size. And you lose that explosiveness. We saw how that plays out for a lot of athletes. That you know, you lose some of that explosiveness off that Achilles, and. You know, that weight, he's seven foot tall, thick dude on that, you know, on that uh, formerly busted Achilles. That's going to be really tough to deal with. We've seen him struggle when he did come back for the short amount of time. And then when he does come back, we don't see him much because he gets hurt again. So, I I, I mean, they you got to do what you got to do if you're the Spurs. But I think, honestly, it's good. we're going to look at it because LaMarcus Aldridge, he's had the surgery. He's going to be fine. So, I, I'm not speaking ill of him being, or, you know, being injured or anything. But I think that him – being injured can allow the Spurs to just kind of take the foot off the gas, understand they have to play these games and then get out of there. And I think they need to just start f- uh, focusing on that rebuild and just get it all, figure it all out because they are, they're not going to win with LaMarcus Aldridge. They've seen that experiment did not work. DeRozan, you're not going to win with him either. We've seen how that works. He, he's a great player, mind you, but he's not going to win you a championship. You got to get rid of Aldridge, get rid of DeMar, uh, DeMar DeRozan. You, Pretty much your whole team. You got to – Yeah, gotta, you, you, gotta, you, got, you got some young guards you're excited about. Um, <clears throat> and like DeJounte Murray, obviously. Uh, Kevin White and Lonnie Walker. Der- so you Derek have Mop- White. Derek White, thank you. Yeah, um, yeah. so those guys are going to be very interesting to see, you know, who they keep. Probably two of the three of those guys. You could trade another one of those. Uh, you could trade one of those three guys to get something. But, yeah, you got to do a full rebuild at some point here because it's getting to uh, – we're seeing that they don't they just don't have the firepower. Yeah, they really don't. I mean, and I credit the Spurs because, you know, once Duncan retired and they lost Ginobili and Parker as well, they tried. And they do have some decent talent, you know, with the guys you just named. But there's one guy that comes to mind that I think will benefit from this injury, and that's Rudy Gay. I think He'll be able to come in and, I mean, he won't be LaMarcus Aldridge productive, but Rudy Gay still has something left in the tank, and I think this will be the perfect time for him to go out there and prove it. 
I, I mean, like from an optimistic standpoint, I hope that's the case because I enjoy Rudy Gay. But I think that Rudy Gay hasn't even played like Rudy Gay for a long time. So I don't, you know, he's he's on the last leg of his career. I don't, I, of course, and he's going to have to step up for sure. Like you're right in the sense he has to step up. They have to look at him and know his production is going to go up in these last few games here. But yeah, I can think of another one of those guys that great veteran presence. But, you know, if he's your starting three basically on that team or, you're, you know, a guy getting a lot of minutes for you, that's not a playoff team anymore. So you got to, that's another one of those guys you just got to, yeah, they're just gonna move on yeah. from basically everybody and and hit that yeah, reset and, ho- and hopefully Pop sticks around because I think you know he's still such an amazing coach. But he's right. coaching these kids and he's and he's done well with certain players. But there's there's at a certain point if you don't have enough firepower, you don't have enough firepower. Yeah, I, I agree. The best thing they can do is press restart. But again, we're talking about the San Antonio Spurs, and and that has not been the Spurs' way. They're a um, stubborn, stubborn group. They are stubborn, and so um, <laughs> should they press restart? Yes. Will they? I don't think so. Um, I don't know. DeMar DeRozan still has another year after this, correct, on his contract, yeah. I believe. Um, yeah, I, I think your best bet is to try and trade DeMar for, for a draft pick to, to one of these teams. I could think of, I don't know, maybe the – the Heat, the Knicks are always willing to give up a draft pick for a star who <laughs> will never win you anything. Um, so maybe the Knicks, I don't know. He just, ha- he just um, has the Orlando Magic written all over him. Maybe I can see, I can see. There's yeah, certain DeMar. players where I'm like, God, you're just you're just bound <laughs> to end up in Orlando, and he's one of or, those guys. Or he could be a Hornet. The Hornets are always willing oh, to Hornet, give. That would be great. That'd be great because there's no expectations there. You know, <laughs> you, you get to ball out. It's, the city will love you just because you're putting up twenty something a game, like they did Kemba. Yeah, and be fine. Yeah, uh, that, that I mean, can, that's can, a great place. That's a great place for him to end up. I would love to see that. It sounds really horrible, you, but it's like putting uh, putting the you know cows out to pasture type situation where it's like if he's going to finish out his career productively and in a good spot, Charlotte's a fine place to be. Yeah, if you're the Spurs, maybe you try and get a, a Hornets draft pick or two and in another player. But yeah, I think the Spurs need to need to blow it up. I don't think they will. Um, and they got they do have some exciting. I mean, I I do really like Derek White, um, Lonnie Walker is a solid player. Of course, Dejounte Murray. Um, and Murray was just turning it on it. too. He was just turning it on right before really COVID hit. Like he's a kid that was hurt and then came back, and they weren't really playing him that much. It was a weird situation. I was not really sure what was going on with that. Like he wasn't getting a lot of run. Uh, you know, like Patty Mills was getting more, more run at one point. I was going, what is going on? But then he, he started to figure it out a little bit. Um, yeah, that kid is majorly talented. And obviously, he's a Seattle kid, too. So, obviously, I'm, I'm, I root for him, you know. Um, but, I mean, also, too, I mean, I, I, if he wasn't talented enough to be part of that rebuild, I would definitely not be afraid to say that he should go. But he is talented enough to be there. So, yeah, it'll, that, that'll – uh yeah, his development too could really help them out. Or if they trade him, I mean, he's a, he, he would be a solid trade piece. Somebody would want him for sure. I'm not saying this is a good deal at all, but do you think uh, the Lakers are interested at all? If they can't, they're obviously not going to get Bradley Beal. We can talk about that, how much they want him. Um, but do the Lakers say, DeMar DeRozan, you can be a third wheel kind of here? Um, and that might be something that actually could happen. You don't have to give up a horrible amount of pieces for him. A, a, a Kuzma and Danny Green reunion in San Antonio. Um, to get DeMar DeRozan to be your third behind LeBron and AD. Uh, you know, I just, I don't know. They're just, like I said, there's certain guys who I just, you you just can't see winning a title 
And maybe if he is the third guy, maybe they can make that work. But to be a third guy on a LeBron AD team, you got to be a shooter. Um, yeah, and he's, he's a slasher. Uh, and so, you know, so that's that would be tough. I don't think his game would mesh like a Beal would or something. What I was going to say is, and what I thought you were going to say actually was that for less and for a lot cheaper, you could get DeJounte Murray from them. He's clutch sports. Uh, he is clutch sports affiliated. And he would be a great point guard, a great young point guard to pair uh, or just to put in that rotation uh, at some point. Um, you know, once obviously Rondo's gone after this year, you're placing with DeJounte. That's a, I mean, if LeBron can learn under, or if he can learn from LeBron and learn from uh, the coaches, that amazing staff they have in LA, I think that would be amazing. Yeah, I would love that. I don't think the Lakers have the pieces. And let's be real, the Spurs don't want to trade anybody to the Lakers. Uh, that's been yeah, known. Um, and so they didn't want to with Kawhi. I don't see them, especially a young, really good player. Maybe they would with a, a DeMar DeRozan. Um, but again, I still don't think they would even do DeMar DeRozan. I think his best bet, like we all said, go to Charlotte, average Somewhere 20 plus East, points man. a game. <laughs> average 20 plus <laughs> points a game. Have everybody buy your jersey, get those sales up, uh, and don't do anything else. Yeah. Now, the DeJounte Murray one to the Lakers, that does make the most sense because like Riley was saying, he was just starting to catch on. And he that, he can do everything. He can rebound. He can pass the ball. He can. He's you know, a great freak. defender. Yes, great he is. So I, and he's not afraid what, of anybody. That is what yeah. the Lakers need. So you guys, yeah, but it, that, if you're the if you're the Lakers, you don't have anything to give up besides the Kyle Kuzma <sighs> and, and Danny Green. So that's that's where it gets hard. Is you're gonna want a lot more for a Dejounte Murray than I, Kyle I Kuzma. Think Kuzma's expendable now with AD being there. I just think. He don't want to play the three. He don't want to be a backup to AD. I I just feel yeah. like if you guys are able to make a move and get, you know, similar or better production from elsewhere, y'all would love to do it. And I think DeJounte, as much as I don't care for the Lakers, but that would be <laughs> the perfect – I'm the perfect player for any team, honestly. Yeah, because you're, you're right, man. It's not a perfect uh, – as far as like who they give up. It's not as easy because I was like Kuzma for DeRozan in some situation. Like that makes sense. Um, but also it's like the Kuzma will be gone eventually for sure. And I don't think you could do a Kuzma for DeJounte Murray straight up. I don't think that's like yeah. possible, obviously. But um, but yeah, I would love to see them try to figure something out for that. Because like I said, and mostly I'm saying that because of the clutch sports affiliation. Um, you know, obviously we've seen how that works. It's somehow these clutch guys end up in Laker jerseys. So, yeah, I think I think the only possible way is if you could figure something. I don't know if the Spurs would even take this, but it would be Kuzma, Caruso, and Horton Tucker, um, another young guard uh, who has a lot of promise. Kuzma, and then Caruso is just a he, he'll just work hard, and the Spurs like players who will play really hard on both ends of the floor. I just don't see him giving up Caruso. The the Lakers love that guy. They really love <laughs> they that do. kid. So like do, I'm down. Dude. You know I get that, and I'm always down for the. Uh, I mean, it's the very Caruso. very rare that a balding white guy gets any love. So that's always uh, <laughs> as a, as a future balding white guy myself. That's always fun to watch. That this guy is like getting up and dunking on people and stuff. He's a and he's just a great hardworking kid. So you know if it was something like that, I don't see it happening. But. Yeah, I mean, we'll see how that plays out. Obviously, I really want to see what the Spurs end up doing. And, yeah, and obviously you're talking about the Beal situation. Um, like the Lakers want to get him. But that's, I mean, that's something that 
won't have it. That's something that if Beal, it, I, I'm not <laughs> like I'm not upset with the Lakers about trying to do this. I'm looking at Bradley Beal like, man, you could have just signed there. You could have just signed there. <laughs> like, I know that's frustrating as a Laker fan, <laughs> and you didn't do it. I mean, it's frustrating for Bradley Beal. Like that dude knew full well the Wizards were going to be horrible. He knew. He, we've talked about this before. I've harped on him before, so I won't go too hard on him. But like, he knew what was going to happen, and now he made his bed, and now you got to lay in it, man. That's like, of course. And and I feel bad for the Lakers because, of course, if they had him right now, we, we and it, like say COVID doesn't happen, and they got him somehow. Or they had in the whole time. We'd be t- we'd be celebrating the Lakers championship coming up in a second here, you know. Um, so yeah, we will. Uh, I want to see uh, how the Lakers end up doing overall, anyway. But I, I yeah, the idea that Beal, uh, like you know, they want to make that work. I still have for the Lakers because you know if he were smart enough, they he, they would already have him. So yeah, there's. Uh, we were talking about it in in the thread on the the Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're listening, you're not a part of it. You need to be a part of it. But yeah. it, it, there is, I, I said, there's a zero percent chance that the Lakers can trade for Bradley Beal. Like there's a zero. There's no way that the Washington Wizards will say, okay, we'll take Danny Green, Kyle Kuzma, and and uh, Codwell Pope yeah, to make the money work. I mean, no no um, matter what names you say in that, it's not going to work. You know what I mean? Yeah, th- there's no way there. If by some incredible miracle that happens then the Wizards will be known as the dumbest franchise um, in the league, and they'll take that from the Charlotte Hornets. Man, I, I don't I don't know if a player would want to play for the Hornets, but, I mean, because... Well, okay, here's, here, okay so here, here's something that I was actually talking about. I, I think it was in our thread, uh, in, the, in our uh, FCP thread, uh, that... I see the Hornets right now as I see the Knicks in the sense that, and it's different because Dolan and Michael Jordan are not the same person. They don't own the same amount of teams of their teams, respectively, anything like that. But there is a cloud that hangs over like in the Knicks. It's the owner. We know the owner's horrible. We know he makes bad decisions, doesn't care about the players, doesn't care about the team. Uh, and just a bad dude overall. So players don't do not want to play there. I have a feeling that Charlotte is starting to get that vibe too with Michael Jordan there that the, the, shadow that he casts over everybody he's challenging people in practice he's calling people out the fact that the goat is walking around calling people out you know basically saying hey you're not as good as me is that that's got to be doing something to players wanting to go there you know like it's already not a big market anyway but i mean you 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 can tell it's affected some of these young players so yeah that's why derozan would fit there go there low expectations man I think we're all on. I think we're all on board with the Spurs to blow up and, and, and trade Demar Derozan to the Hornets for yeah, a first round to. pick. They have to. Also, too, I mean, something that the Hornets could look into is uh, just trying to acquire the weight that uh, Nikola Jokic has lost. I'm assuming just the <laughs> off the weight that he's lost could be a solid NBA player. That would uh, give them Muggsy Bugs back, right? Yeah, Muggsy Bugs. That's pretty much Muggsy Bugs right there. So that's you know. Yeah. That's a Muggsy Bogues. You got a Spud Web situation going on. <laughs> just somebody lost. Uh, yeah, he's looking great. That is uh, that is nuts. Like I'll get my question for you, Riley. Is this good or bad for Jokic? Is this going to help his game or hurt his game? For me, it's about did he lose? Because obviously, we saw on him. It's not like he's. It's not like he had a bunch of muscle on him at the time. You know, so you could tell like he's always he's a big, strong dude. He's a seven foot, thick dude. But you could tell there was baby weight you could lose. There was stuff just, you know, some extra on there that he could get rid of. If he trimmed that off, improved his conditioning, which was an issue, 
and turn that into muscle and turn some of that into muscle. Even if he's looking a lot slimmer, if he turns some of that into muscle, then it's an amazingly good thing. And it makes him that much better. If he lost a lot of his strength to do that, then it's going to hurt him. So we can all we'll be able to know pretty much game one. If he's still bullying cats in the paint and doing putting those moves on in the paint still, and he can still push people around, then that's he's lethal. He was already, in my opinion, the best center in the NBA. Now he is lethal. If he if he is, has better conditioning, he's lethal. I definitely want to see uh, Jokic now that he's lost his weight. He could be quicker. Um, like you said, if he's stronger, oh my gosh. And this this may solidify Denver going forward because we've seen the jokes about Jokic's weight forever. Oh, and you know he has too. You know he's seen those jokes. And he the internet's just been messing with him. So I, I really hope that I'm I'm just I'm glad to see it. I'm glad to see that he did that uh in this time that he's had. Uh exactly. good for him. It's it was really good. Oh I, I was when I looked at the picture like Right now, I was like, wow. So, Matt, what he, do you think? Do you think it's a positive or negative for him? Or do you, do you, how do you think it's going to affect his game? Yeah, what I've been saying for the last 20 minutes after I saw the picture is um, <laughs> if his speed is there, um, because Jokic has some great guard skills. Like, we've seen that yeah. even when he had the weight. Um, I think he is the best passing big man. Uh, he, he can shoot the ball, he, he had some handles that we've seen if his speed and agility um, was a part of that improvement of losing the weight, um, man, I think he will be even more dangerous uh, than he has been. Um, His game would obviously change. We've seen him use some great kind of big man post moves using his body. Um, So yeah, I'm excited to see this Nuggets team. Um, I thought they already had Bull Bull. But I guess they wanted two of them. <laughs> yeah. Also, too, yeah, it's very, it's going to be interesting too because that was kind of, and you talked about the Nuggets and their chances. We know that their record is, has been good the last couple of years, very good, and we know that they've been winning. And the whole issue is that in the postseason or whatever, can they last? Do they have the star power? But one of the main things, I mean, if you had to list the top three, top five reasons to worry about the Nuggets, Jokic's conditioning was literally one of the one of the top things they had to worry about. Um, as far as like, can they break through? So if, if, if he, I mean, with that checked off, that's honestly a huge part of like why people were doubting them because it's like seven game series and all the pressures on him. Can he last or will he wilt away? And if he's not going to wilt away, then that's very scary for other teams, especially out West, you know, because everyone's looking at the Lakers, looking at the Clippers, um, you know, as the, as the powerhouse teams to deal with, but the nuggets are definitely in that conversation. If Jokic is, you know, this prime athlete out of nowhere. So, Oh yeah. Nuggets are a team you don't want to face, man. They have, they're deep. They're deep with Jokic, Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr. has shown us some really good promise. Um, Yeah. That's another guy. I mean, think about the time that we could have had with him. uh, If COVID wasn't, wasn't going on, what we would have seen from him getting more minutes. So if he's, if he's coming back strong um, again, a player I really like is bull bull. I liked him in college. Uh, just his size and how he can shoot the ball, um, I think makes him dangerous. Gary Harris, Paul Millsap, Monte Morris, like this team goes deep. Will Barton. Yeah, they have a lot of guys that just know how to win together. It's a, it is reminiscent of the Warriors when they started. A lot of kind of quiet cats that were 
just knew how to play well together and they knew how to win. They knew and they were a little cocky. They were a little cocky under the under the table. You know what I mean? Like they weren't gonna ever gonna say it out loud really, but you knew that they were a little cocky. And I think that's not, that's a great place to be right now because they're gonna fly under the radar and people are not gonna expect them to get past those uh those LA teams. And if they're, you know, but if you get those, I mean, I guarantee, and I think we all would agree that those LA teams are not overlooking them whatsoever. Uh, the media might and people might, but they are not. So, um, yeah, they are the favorite to knock out an LA team. Yeah, I um, think so. Out of yeah. the West. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah, man, it's definitely, it's so exciting that they pushed the NBA back up a day from the 31st to the 30th. <laughs> Did they? Yeah, they. Yeah, they, that 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 came out in a tweet today. Um, is that they were they're most likely moving it up to the thirtieth. I'm thinking just schedule wise, maybe they they put the schedules of the teams who would play, and they're like to make this work with all the games. Let's move it up a day. Is what yeah, I'm thinking. Yeah, for sure. I mean, honestly, yeah, one extra day to not, uh, or you know, one extra day to not wait for the uh, season. That is fantastic to me. What are we? Six weeks? Does that mean we're six weeks oh, away? Gosh. That sounds like a lot. It's gonna be the longest six weeks ever. We are, I, dude. We are. I'm so the fact. Think, <laughs> think about that. We've waited since March, yep. and now we're looking at at the end of July, being like, "Hey, this is the season." You know what I mean? Like we're back. Like we just better uh, get the best basketball. We just better get the best basketball. But also that being said, did you guys hear a possibility of moving the roster to 17 players? Hmm. I did hear that, and that's a. Uh, I, mean, I don't see anything wrong with that, especially because if injuries happen and whatnot, you, it would just kind of fix the issue of like having to contact, uh, you know, somebody to fill out a roster spot yeah. just in case, you know, like, you know, you have to pull a guy off the street or something or a guy that's not been uh, tested a lot for COVID and stuff. Um, I think it's a good call to just have the rosters be a little bigger to basically be able to pick guys out in case you need that roster, somebody to fill a spot, you know? Um, cause you know that they're quarantined the same way and you don't have to stress that, you know, I got to ask you, Riley, with the rosters being expanded to 17, does your boy Jamal Crawford get an opportunity? Man, I don't know. I don't know. I would hope so. I would hope that the team realizes, I, I hope these teams realize what an arms race it could potentially be right now. Everyone's talking to De, uh, DeMarcus Cousins, obviously there's some guys that are going to be back from injury that are already on rosters that it'll be a big deal. But, yeah, I think a guy like Jamal Crawford, they're going to look around, and especially a team, maybe you got a team who's not even one of the big playoff teams, like one of the teams in the West that are kind of at the bottom. I mean, you know, people need to score. You know, they're going to need scoring, and you know Jamal Crawford's ready. Uh, you know he's ready to go. I would hope that he does get get uh, signed somewhere for sure. You got Jamal Crawford, J.R. Smith, Isaiah Thomas, Kenneth Fareed. J.R.'s got to get signed, and he's been hanging out with the Lakers and stuff. Uh um, over the last couple of weeks, he's been working out with them and stuff. So I would really like to see that. Honestly, I mean, you know, I mean, Jr. is a great player. He needs to be. I mean, of course, yeah. his antics or whatever you can say what you want, but he's a great player, just like Jamal is. At the end of the day, in the playoffs, you need guys that can score and are not afraid to score in big moments. And Jr. is not afraid of that. Jamal's not afraid of that. Somebody like Isaiah, I don't think Isaiah will get signed as much as I'd like to say he would. But I think you know, somebody like Isaiah is the same way though. He's not afraid of anything. I think in the playoffs, I can see that. I can see Isaiah getting signed. Uh, Kenneth Fareed, if you need yeah. a big man, yeah. uh, great call he, run, he runs the floor. Amon Shumper is still a name that's out there. Um, there is some still players to be signed. Uh, Joe Kim Noah said he he's excited to get his chance with the Clippers. Yeah, I think, I think that's a great call. I think like he's in great shape. 
I think I think a veteran presence like that on that team, I mean, that's not going to hurt at all. You know, like having Noah on the Clippers, like that's great. He's just going to push people in practice. He's going to make sure that people are, uh, you know, holding themselves accountable. And uh, whatever he does in the court's a bonus. You know, I think that that's a, he's just a great guy to have in your locker room. Yeah, there is still players out there. Um, I would really love Jamal Crawford to get a chance. What is he, 39? Dude, he, he can be 45 or 50, and that guy I, still I, put I, up those I think, numbers. I, I think he's 39. Would love to see him get this chance, which which looks like it might be his last opportunity. Um, was hoping somehow Vince Carter can get picked up by a contender to continue his legacy, but that probably is breaking some type of rule. Yeah, I think they're not going to allow that, but man, would that be great. Man, uh, would the, in, wanna... the NBA should just let that happen. Like, let Vince go to, I don't know, go back to Dallas or something. Yeah, dude, nope. just just something to let him give one last hurrah. But I understand why they won't, um, and that's it's totally understandable. But, yeah, that's just – and it, it always pained me to see Vince Carter not – um, like ring chase, you know, and I respect him a lot for not doing it. Like I totally respect it, hundred percent. But yeah, he did the time, opposite. I, he signed with teams that were not going to win. Yeah, he he I'm wanted perfect. to be the veteran on the on a young team, and that's <laughs> that's seriously that's 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 a respectable thing that a lot of these guys would not do. We rarely see that. People thought it was so weird, but a lot of respect to him. But it hurt me as a fan because I really want to see him get a ring. You know, yeah, uh, I do too. Uh, really wanted to see it, but. What about a man that does not – his name does not come up a lot, but maybe he can add some value. Zebo Zach Randolph. I know he retired or announced his retirement, but I got – like we both – we all can agree here. It's a short season, so we may see some guys that want to come out of retirement. Uh, yeah, Darren do you see, do you see Darren Collison say, I, I can do 20 games. Exactly. So that's a really interesting player. That's that guy is a very interesting player because you talk about some guys. I mean, guys like Shumpert, guys like Isaiah. There's certain guys where they're NBA level players and they could they should be on a roster. But as far as like them coming in, stepping in, and immediately giving great minutes, that's not always, that's not guaranteed. And, but Darren Collison, he comes in, he's going to give you starter minutes, like starter quality minutes. So that is a guy who'd be really interesting. Also, it's. Interesting to note because um, we're talking about free agents and guys that could fill roster spots and expanded rosters. There's talk, there's rumblings around the league that some players don't want to come back um, because they think it's like disrespectful to George Floyd and the and the movement in place. Yeah, uh, which is really interesting to me because I would understand that for sure. Um, you know, you got to do what's best for you um, and and what you believe. But I I do. I'm just interested to see who who is considering that. Like, are we talking the high high profile guys? Are we talking? Well, one of them, one of them today came out mm-hmm. and said he's still thinking about it. Is Carmelo Anthony? Yep. Okay. Yeah. That that's the first name that we've heard. I believe. He said, of... uh, he, said he doesn't know enough about the details of everything to play. So he said he's still kind of up in the air with it. He honestly don't know what he wants to do. Well, yeah, yeah. When I when I heard about that off the bat, what I thought people I didn't realize it was about George Floyd. I thought it was about COVID and stuff. Like they weren't sure about playing um, at all because of COVID. So, but when I heard it was George Floyd, that I was like, oh, okay. I didn't realize um, that that was the case. Well, um, there's some that don't want to play due to the um, George Floyd stuff, and then there's some that don't want to play due to the COVID. Like we already know Joe Ingles. I don't think. I can't see him suiting up. Uh, we know Bogdanovich is hurt, but Melo is the first person 
to come out and say he don't know enough about the NBA's return to make a decision yet. Yeah, now, selfishly, I, selfishly, I'm hoping uh, we hear Kawhi Leonard's name. He does not <laughs> want to come back and play. Uh, that would be a great name to hear. Another great name would be Giannis Antetokounmpo. Uh, just some of those names that might get in the Lakers' way of a championship. Well, you won't hear no Houston Rockets names, so don't worry. <laughs> yeah, that's a, but I thought that was really interesting because I, to an extent, I feel like the representation of the players, um, because the NBA is in such a vocal vocal group um, when it comes to social issues and whatnot, I, I really was, uh, I feel just from a personal standpoint, I feel like them playing and honoring him on the court um, would, be, would be a great way to honor him, basically. Uh but again, that's not my place. That's not my my opinion. Is my opinion on that, and that's not uh, you know no, I'm not a great player. But I agree it, with uh, you. But yeah, it's 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 interesting to see you know with COVID with the George Floyd situation, um, just seeing uh, if if any hope any players or high profile players uh, decide not to play. That would be such a, a blow to to the landscape that is being created in this in this kind of makeshift playoffs. I mean, the way I look at it is. With everything that's been going on in the world, they should want to play. Just because it gives everybody a chance to have something positive going on. We know Patrick Beverly's going to be cursing. He's going to be screaming. It's going to be flopping. You know, so it's just going to... I don't know. I can't imagine who else would drop out of this. Yeah, we still don't know enough about it. But we have it. We know it's June, July 30th. So we just have to wait for more details. Also, the scheduling has to be worked out some kind of way because some teams have seven games, some teams have eight games, some teams play two uh, the same team twice. So it's like, do you play Utah once and then you play the uh, let's say you play the Mavericks and then you play Utah again? Like it has to be worked out. So yep, they got plenty of time for that though. That yeah, also true. might be why they they have things at the end of July, which gives them more time to figure things out. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's just going to be great, man. You know, I'm just hopefully like with this whole expansion of the roster, hopefully we see some players get another shot. Like Riley said, DeMarcus Cousins is a name to watch out for, but don't expect much. Don't come in thinking you're going to get the 20 and 10 boogie. You may get... 10 and 8. I don't know. Hey, that would be that would be good for though a team. If, if they can just say, hey, Boogie can come in for, for 12 to 15 minutes and give us 10 and 8. Hey, I'm not even going to lie to you. If Houston has a chance to look at Boogie, why not? I know he's doing small ball, but... Yeah, the two teams, two teams I've heard the most are the Heat and the Lakers. The Lakers, I can understand. Well, you know what? Miami, I can understand. You know, you you have a quality backup to Bam, because Bam tends to. Do get they still have Kelly? Do they still have Kelly, Olenek? Yeah. Does Kelly Olenek still have Kelly Olenek? <laughs> hey, mean, he, hey, Kelly's not a bad he, player. Kelly no, I, oh yeah, I agree. Kelly but this year, <laughs> I, and they also have what's his name, uh, Myers Leonard. He's there as well. Yeah, dude. That guy, to this day, dude, the funniest player I've ever seen at an NBA game. Like, just watching them be them. I've never seen somebody put on a persona so hard as, like, the big, strong, like, dude. Like, (laughs) I've never seen, like, everything was so demonstrative and was, like, so, like, 
dramatic. Like he he talk, he'd be talking to the refs and he'd be like yelling, like, "Hey man, I don't see why that's a foul." Like, but like he's he's literally yelling so like people can hear him. You know what I mean? Like, and it was funny. Like he's a funny dude for sure. But it was just like, man, like I, I would just love to hang out with him and see if that's exactly what he's like off the court too, or if that's like a persona. Yeah, remind- yeah. Felt like a persona for sure. He reminds me of like a frat boy. This dude is just this guy is is a. He's ripped, man. Yeah, Have you seen like him play? Guy. Like when he takes off his shirt, this guy is just jacked. Um, but also, he he jacks up, averaging five points a game. I mean, this risk could benefit a lot of teams, like my team, for example. We was running PJ Tucker into the ground. Yeah, that poor guy. <laughs> the fact that we took a break, I'm happy with it. James Harden, too. Like, we all know he gets tired. If James Harden gets tired now, I'm sorry, but we might have to just start, like, rebuilding somehow because we've had a long layoff. So, really, no. I mean, yeah, it's going to take people a couple of games to get back into the swing of things. But, you know. You I think don't, don't worry. You guys got Tyson Chandler still. Yeah, but see, with that. I just, that was a joke. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> did it again. You did it again. Two weeks in a row. Nice. I mean, I won't be against Tyson playing because no, he'll give you good minutes and stuff. It's not like he's a he's a bad. We, need, we we may need it one day. I mean, you know, you will for sure in the playoffs. He'll get minutes in the playoffs defending yeah. bigs. It's some yeah, if he, if hopefully he's healthy. He played twenty six games. This season, eight minutes is what he's averaging and 1.3 points and 2.5 rebounds. 2.5, dang. Yeah, but he's he's one of those cats that he's on the roster. They're gonna. That, that's the problem with the Rockets, though, is that they're, they play the small ball, and it works for them in the regular season. It works great. They're going to get to playoffs, and they're going to deal with a guy like a Jokic. They're going to deal with a guy like an AD or there or whoever, all these bigs, Harrells and whoever. And – then they have to lean on a guy like Chandler and it sucked. It's going to be on him a hundred percent, but I think that's why they have him around is that they rest him, make sure he's healthy enough so that when the time comes, they can throw him at those guys and hopefully slow them down enough that the small, the rest of the guys can play their small ball and it will work. But, yeah. I think uh, they'll, I think they'll sign somebody. He is technically the only positional center on the team. I wouldn't be against signing somebody. I mean, for somebody, Farina, I think, would be a great fit because he runs the floor as a big, or that's what he did. Um, we had run the floor. So we just. Got I would say your first person I think you guys should go for is just take a take a risk on Cousins because um, he could still shoot um, and stuff like that. So. Hey, if it was up to me, I'll be making the call already. Like I said, I, I'm <laughs> for it. I mean, if he can give me twelve points, eight rebounds, three assists, I'm fine with it. I mean, because. He can play his way off the bench, and then we can start him. I mean, you just have to slide P.J. Tucker back to the four, cover to, to the three. But then again, he can come off the bench and provide that spark too. It's just going to be great to see because a lot of these players out here, like Riley said, deserve a chance, and they definitely can be a bright spot on a team, you know, looking to make a run. The only team I think will stand pat will be Milwaukee. I can't see them making any moves. But, like, Indiana, I could see them bringing in, like, a Lance Stevenson just because Jeremy Lamb was hurt. Um, Jamal Crawford could end up somewhere as well. Maybe not the Hornets, but, you know, somewhere, like, that he's useful. 
So it's just going to be fun to see. Now, did you guys see the rumor that Miami was talking about going after Giannis and Oladipo? I did hear that. I mean, everybody's going to go after Giannis. It's, is he going to yeah. stay? That is crazy. I, I, I think when it comes to Giannis, man, I think there's only three teams that you can even discuss as even possible. I think, I think if it's like a, like a, I think if like percentage wise, I think it's like Milwaukee is like you know eighty percent of that. I, I think there's, I think I don't think he's gonna leave there. I don't think it's gonna happen. I think the Warriors are ten percent. Uh, possibly 15% of the remaining. And I think Miami is like 5% because Pat Riley is just a wizard, you know, and like you never really know what he's capable of. <laughs> so, um, I mean, he got LeBron, you know, and D and uh, Bosch and Wade to come together. So who knows what he's, you know, he's a crazy guy. Like I said, when what I if- saw him a summer league, I looked him in the eye and I've never been more scared in my life. So um, yeah, very intimidating what, what- individual. What if the Spurs uh, were able to make some good quality moves for their team and and try and pitch it to Giannis? Hey, what if Greg Popovich puts in um, his time to coach you? Uh, I don't know. That could be interesting if they pitch it from that perspective. I'm yeah, not but saying I don't they have the. Yeah, I just don't think that that's something that like it's. Of course, a lot of teams will try to pitch, but I just don't think that like Giannis even considers that because there's not enough things set up there already you know like you could try some moves but like unless they had two stars there then there's there's i don't think it's even a question for him i think the only reason why he'd leave milwaukee is to play with uh clay and steph um just like i think the only reason he would leave to go to miami is to play miami with butler and all those kids that could be very good um yeah so we'll, we'll see how that works out for sure but i think there's only a couple teams i don't think Giannis will entertain anything that's not concrete yeah, the the thing, the hard thing about the Heat is then how what are you going to do with Bam? Because you would not be able to extend him and sign Giannis. Oh, that's a great question. And what if you have to include Bam in the deal for Giannis? I mean, this right. So you're you're saying trade? You're saying trade? I'm not. The Heat should trade. I'm not. For- but I mean, Milwaukee may be like, hey, you want to you want Giannis? Give us. You know, I, there's no telling. Yeah, but it's, but it's Giannis will be a free agent. So that is very that. true as well. So Giannis, this is the best thing about free agency. He dictates where he wants to go. I don't I don't think he would entertain Miami. I mean, Jimmy Butler's there, so of course, but I know he wants to play with his brothers. That's been said for years. So one of them's on the Lakers. Well he said they they said California is an option, so I'm not saying the Clippers, but I mean it may either be the Lakers or the Warriors, or it may be the Bucks. I mean, does, the, three does the does the other uh, does the other brother play for Dallas still? I think he's there, but I thought the other brother played in Milwaukee. I know one of them. Oh, I think he does. I think he does. I know one of them. There's one in Milwaukee. There's one. One in LA. One in LA, and then the other brother is like going to Greece, I think, or going overseas to play. Um, Instead of going to college, I'm pretty sure he's going overseas. So, Costas is the one with the Lakers, right? Yeah. The Nasus is the one that's with Milwaukee. Yes, and then more. Alex. And then there's two more brothers. Uh, there's two more? Yeah. So, there's yeah. five total. Correct. One, I thought there was five. Wow. Uh, uh, I know Alex is the youngest one. That's the one that's uh, that you're talking about, Riley. But can you imagine a starting five with uh, answer the coupons? That would be crazy. That'd be that would actually probably not be very fun to watch. Man. 
<laughs> be a lot of athleticism running around, not the most skilled. <laughs> That can be a part of the All Star game, though. That would be hilarious. Uh, that would be. That's <laughs> a good like, versus whoever else. Like, yeah, like a three, uh, three, a three tournament, and you got some subs, and it's the Antetokounmpo's versus somebody else. In a, the three, holidays. On three, in a three on three tournament, that's a huge problem. The, <laughs> that, the three on, this is this is a pitch for Friday night All Star game: the Antetokounmpo's versus the holidays. Yeah, how many holidays? Man. Fun to watch. There's three, three holidays, and those guys are better. They're better overall NBA players. Like as a, as far as brothers go, like they're definitely the better, better group. Giannis carries the other guys. Like he carries his brothers. Okay, but. here's the names. It's Giannis, Francis, Denasis, Costas, and Alexis. Does Francis not play ball? I think that's the no. That's no. He doesn't. Okay, that's why. Okay, so there's one that doesn't play. Yeah. Okay, I thought you were naming Greek philosophers for a second. <laughs> those are the those are the brothers, but it would be crazy. I mean, when you, I mean, I don't know. I've never known. I I don't think that was ever done in the history of the NBA. That would be crazy. no, probably not. And it won't happen. They're not gonna like nah, Giannis. Nah. No team is gonna just carry. It's gonna dish out roster spots like that for his brothers if they're not NBA like NBA ready. Um, there's a reason why his brothers are there on the Lakers and on the, cause I mean, that length is the same thing as, as Giannis, that length and athleticism is there. Um, yeah. but as far as like turning that into an NBA player, I mean, we've seen guys who are more athletic, you know, uh, or long fall through the cracks. Like so. Bruno Caboclo. I've been waiting on yeah. the show forever. Prime example, built <laughs> just like those guys. <laughs> and he's I'm still stuck on his brothers. I'm really good. I was bummed because like. Uh, when you look at him, he's built like Durant. He's built like you know. They like, called him like Durant. Brazilian Durant for years. I don't know why. Yeah, and it's cra- it was crazy to watch him because there were flashes you'd see, and you could just see he was like lost. And you're like, man, it sucks because it's like you know, it's t- it's easy for me to say like, oh, I put it together, man. Like you know, like be a dominant NBA player, guy. You know, from the guy who's never you know played high level basketball. But it's like it just sucks when you see a guy with those many uh, that many gifts that they just can't quite put it together mentally or whatever it may be. It's, it's tough to watch because you, you, you hope that those guys can do that. And he's on my team. So. Yeah. I'm, I'm is he still on, stuck he on this. Yes. He's on the rock. Bruno. I did not know that. Yeah. Well, Hey, you got him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He might show up. Who knows? Who knows? Go ahead, man. What were you saying? I'm still stuck on this, uh, brothers NBA tournament style. Uh, I forgot the ball brothers. So the balls, the holidays, the Antetokounmpo's. Yeah, yeah, but th- that would mean you'd have to play Leangelo, who's like not an NBA player. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, like that. It, it starts getting rocky after the holidays and Antetokounmpo's for sure. Hey, I don't know. The ball brothers, Lonzo and Lamelo, could carry that team. Um, they could. They could. Lamelo has a lot of promise. Lopez's, you know. Uh, there's only two of them. They don't get to make the three on three tournament. Well, I mean, technically, there's only two of the balls, so I'm saying maybe we can give them some. Uh, <laughs> no, Leandro's in the D League. That technically counts. Is he though? <laughs> like, is he actually? Yeah, on the he's team still, still going to be right? Isn't he? Isn't he with the Thunder's G League team? I, I thought he was on the practice squad yeah, I think for he's their practicing. team. I think he's still going to be drafted. Somewhere. I think there was rumored he was going to sign. I don't know if he really did though. I, I'm not sure if he really did. That's so funny though. Yeah, I think he has joined the NBA G League. For the Oklahoma City Blues. Mm. Yeah, he gets the con. He got the contract. Yeah, he did. He did. Yeah. yeah. Oh, great. 
Nice, good for him. Well, then, yeah, I mean, that's then sure. I mean, if you're going to play the other Ansekupos, you basically are G League guys themselves. We just need one more uh, three brothers to enter into the league. Um, maybe LeBron will continue to play. <laughs> that would <laughs> be too. Son. <laughs> oh, no, that, that would be crazy. I, I, I always find it really interesting, like, when people are so captivated by the idea of LeBron playing with Bronny. Do you think it happen in LA? Well, here's the thing, like no, like the the things that would have to go right for that to happen, astronomical. There's so many things that have to go right. Uh, you know what I mean? Like remember how crazy it was when uh LeVar Ball was like, "Yeah, no, my son's going to play for the Lakers. I guarantee it." And everyone was like, "Whatever, dude. There's no way." And then it happened, and everyone was like, oh, man. Everyone gave him the credit. Like, wow, that's crazy <laughs> that that played out. You know what I mean? Like, there was no reason that should have happened. This is way crazier than that yeah. because this is LeBron playing two more years and then hoping that the Lakers want to re-sign him at 39 to be the focal point. Because, you know, LeBron's not going to be anywhere. He can't be the focal point. So, like, you're doing that, and then that's then hoping that Bronny is NBA ready to go. Like, NBA, like – like ready to get and he, and he totally could be in that amount of time i'm not trying to hate on him by any means but it's like you're you're basically saying Garrett, you're, everyone's trying to push it this kid who's a freshman in high school is going to be not only nba level to get drafted but good enough to join the lakers and then play immediately that's there's a lot of things there you know that's a lot of time <laughs> a lot of time a lot of things that could go wrong or, you know, whatever. But, I mean, I'd love to see it, of course. It'd be a beautiful moment. An absolutely beautiful moment. I just don't know if, like, if it's going to play out. Hey, LeBron James does partly run the NBA. It can happen. True. In two, three years, he could be a uh, player commissioner. So Right. And we could. Shout out to Adam Silver. The hope that's not the case. Shout out to Adam, Sil- Adam Silver. Adam Silver is amazing. Great. Don't ever best change. Don't ever resign. Don't ever step down. We love what you do for the NBA. Yeah, we're riding the Adam Silver train until until the wheels fall off. Yep. Yes, we are. I don't know, Matt. I don't know if you would want a 39, 40-year-old LeBron, you know. Nope. (laughs) Nope. I do not. I traded him, actually, on NBA 2K when he hit 37 because I didn't know if he was going to keep playing. I was like, I'd rather get something for him. What did you get for him? This is interesting. Um, I traded him to actually Boston. Such a um, late. Let me guess. You got Jason Taylor. No, I got uh, no. I previously already. Yeah, actually, I did trade him for Jason Tatum in a first round pick. Oh wow, man, it's so nuts. Because like I, dude, I don't know. Because you're talking like he's 36 now, right? 35, 36. He'll be 36 at the end of in December. Yeah, so basically after the next year, like that's so wild to consider because I don't think Boston would do that. Like I don't think Danny Hange would do that. Then <laughs> again, like. Uh, that's very interesting. It's cool you got away with that in 2K. It's cool that that worked out. Um, yeah, 2K, yeah. They, they, they have LeBron as five well, stars, so I'm like, well, let me go. Well, of course I'm going to get a Laker him. move, man. Laker fan <laughs> move to be like, yeah, I mean, he, I mean, it, let me ask you this. In 2K, uh, did he win you titles? Did you win the titles? Yeah, yeah, I won four. Okay, so he so he gave you he gave you titles <laughs> after you've been starved since Kobe won you titles, and you jettisoned him to Boston. Yeah, like, to get fried. You guys don't deserve LeBron at all, dude. You guys don't deserve <laughs> that guy at all. He's about to win you this title. Like, watch this happen. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, he said, after all this layoff, watch him run through, win the title, and next year people will be like, I mean, you know, we could we could trade him. 
you know? I mean, 2K is not to be respectful to players. It's to build a dynasty. So, of course, I'm trading him for a uh, a Jason Tatum who, who in his prime. Dynasty. Who built you that? <laughs> who, who gave you a couple titles to lean on to, to create that dynasty, sir? It was actually Cade Cunningham was my best player. <laughs> man. Well, let me tell you Cade. Man. Cade, Cade Cunningham's not coming to help the Lakers. <laughs> so <laughs> so you, you, better show, you better show this guy some love or he's going he's gonna to bail. Unfortunately, Cade Cunningham will probably be on like uh, the Charlotte Hornets. Yeah, chances are he's not going to be on the Lakers next year. He, what is he? Twenty twenty one. So yeah, he's going to be with the Hornets. Man, who's your coach? You still man? I uh, I had Jason Kidd. Oh okay, okay, okay. I can see that. This is interesting. Yeah. I think Jason Kidd is going to be next. I think. So. I like Jason Kidd. I like him. I think um, I like, yeah, that, that's an interesting group for sure. I mean, like you said, it is interesting. It is an interesting question. I'll probably I'm gonna probably post it in the group a little later, like just to see how people react to the idea of it. You know, after LeBron's deals up, or if it's you know getting close to up, if he could be traded to the Celtics <laughs> or Tatum, if he was willing to re- if he was willing to like sign there. Oh, I can't wait to see what he's gonna say. Well, that's what I'm saying. I want to see because, of course, Boston fans would be like, no way, no way. Like, absolutely Maybe not. A- also, also, I got a first round pick. Okay, we can't play that. It was a top five pick. Man, so that's that's actually uh, so disrespectful. Uh, like, oh, dude, that's crazy. I wish you had took a picture of that deal so we could just to Tatum because it's LeBron James, obviously. <laughs> but like a thirty-seven year old LeBron James for a Tatum who's going to be entering his prime and a first rounder would be like, see, yeah. on paper, it sounds so disrespectful. He wasn't even thirty yet, huh? Tatum was probably 24, 25. No, he was like twenty-five. See? I think twenty-five. Yeah. That's crazy. Dang. Yeah, that's so not, yeah, I mean, and, and he was on a four—he was on a four-year deal, and that's all you got was Tatum, or did you get? Another? Danny ain't not the NFC man. That's if Tatum, you that. Tatum, and I think it was like the fourth pick in the draft. Would say Jalen Brown? Oh, that's so wild. Oh man. Okay, man, I don't feel I don't, I'm not upset with you for making that trade. It makes sense. Yeah, that was better for my future. Now, now that I know you had the fourth overall pick as well, I knew you, you said yeah. first rounder, fourth overall. Then yeah, yeah, that's because crazy. Boston has like a million draft picks still until 2030. That's true. Um, Boston does not like to trade their picks, even yeah. on the game. They're pretty stingy. So who's your starting? Um, what was that? In, I said in closing, who's your starting five on this this two K team you have? Oh, my starting five. Uh, was that before I traded LeBron or after? Well, right now. After. Um, it was Ben Simmons. Wait, what? At point guard. How'd you get Ben I'd already... <laughs> I forgot how I got... I traded some... I, I think I traded, like, a, a good player in... That's a five mafia picks involved or something, or something dude. Four or, five, four or five picks at the draft for for uh, for him. Wow. So I had, like, Ben Simmons. My shooting guard was uh, Anthony Edwards. Oh, okay. Okay. Wow, another um, top, top <laughs> you know, one player. That's... <laughs> and then this is before I traded LeBron. So then it was I had um, who did I have in my wing? I think it was Imoni Bates. Hey, wow. And then I had then I had LeBron and AD. Wow, so pretty much you just ransacked the top of every draft. Right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I I got the number one pick of each draft by trading like twenty draft picks to get there. Okay, now okay, so you're definitely built for the short term. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so okay. so now who do you? Okay. And then I traded LeBron for Tatum. Um, my whole thing though is to get every draft pick for I think it was the twenty twenty four draft because I want Mikey Williams so bad. <laughs> 
Mikey Williams, man, he's the real deal. San Diego. Oh, this is gonna be funny. We will definitely yeah. have this. Uh, we will definitely keep you guys updated with Matt's uh, virtual G- GM dream. Yeah, I had Kate Cunningham, Kate Cunningham coming off the bench. Uh, I'm about to say because you you like didn't mention you like didn't say his name at any point in that. I'm like you have Anthony Edwards yeah. and Monty Bates and Kate Cunningham. Well, yeah, yeah. My goodness, man. <laughs> Yeah, you got the mafia involved somewhere in there, man. There's some there's <laughs> under the table dealings going on. He had to. That's, that's how you play. That's dance. how you do it. That's crazy, man. Dang. We definitely will have the next adventure. What 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 will Matt do with his Laker team next? You know, uh, I'm getting Mikey Williams. That's what I'm doing. That's what he said. He's getting Mikey Williams. As always, coming out of Howard University. Oh, well, he already picked a college form and everything, right? <laughs> it is. <laughs> oh, man, this is crazy. But as always, if you guys have any questions, comments, concerns, you can email us at 4Press82 at gmail.com. You can also head over to Facebook and join the SSAW group. Come talk it up with us. You can chop it up with um, GM Matthew Perry over here as he uh, built his uh, Lakers dynasty. He might even get another ball, brother. We don't know. We just got to wait and see. And we thank you guys for listening. On behalf, we, it was great to have Riley back. Yeah, we thank y'all. And-